0: The Bible says that in a large house there are many vessels. Hallelujah. Some of wood, some of clay, some of silver, some of gold. The Bible says that some unto honor and some unto dishonor. And the Bible says that he that purchases himself from these things shall be a vessel unto honor. Fit and ready for every good work. Hallelujah, in a large house, in a large house. What house is that? That that house is the the kingdom of God. Amen and amen. In a large house, there are many vessels, some of wood, some of clay, some of silver, some of gold, some to honor and some to dishonor. But the Bible says that he that purges himself from from these things shall be a vessel unto honor, fit and ready for the master's use, for every good work. Amen and amen. As a believer, your heart's desire should always be to present your body as a living sacrifice unto God so that you will be a body prepared for God to work through. Hallelujah. God does not only want to work. From God's word, we see that the plan of God is that he would manifest himself in us and through us. The Bible says that we are peculiar people. Listen to the word in the We are peculiar people. That means that we are strange people. Peculiar means strange. Something that is not common, it's not known, it's strange. We are strange to the world because, you see, we are being recreated in Christ. We are new creations. We are not after the first Adam anymore. We are after the last Adam. The first Adam, he made a living soul. But the last Adam, he made a life-giving spirit. That is who you are now. So you are a strange person. So Peter said that as aliens and strangers in this world, you are a strange person, you are an alien in this world. You know, sometimes you watch movies and you see alien invasion. Aliens look strange. Hallelujah. Some of the things they can do humans can do. And in the same way, we are also aliens and strangers in this world. Amen and amen. We are God's peculiar people, set apart, set apart from us from this world. Amen and amen. We are not commons. Hallelujah. We are set apart from this world. And why did God set us apart? He set apart us apart so that He can display, manifest, show forth. His excellencies, His glories, His power. Hallelujah. Through us, who He has called into His marvelous light. Hallelujah. And you see, as this purpose of God is accomplished, He is glorified in our lives. That is, God is magnified. God is honored in our lives. Hallelujah. Our lives begin to bring praise unto God. Hallelujah. Our lives begin to declare God's praise. And God is praised in our lives. Hallelujah. That is what it means to be glorified in us. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen and amen. This is God's plan for you. So your desire always should be, Lord, glorify yourself in me. In my life, Lord, be glorified, be glorified, be glorified in my life. Hallelujah. Be glorified in my life. That should be your prayer. That means that I will avail myself unto God. I will avail my mind unto God. I will avail my tongue unto God. I will avail my, my, my ways unto God. My deeds unto God, my actions, my everything, I will let God take over by His Spirit. So that all things I do will bring forth praise unto Him. You see, the reason you must allow the Holy Ghost to take over is because every offering of yours unto God, unless it is offered through the eternal Spirit, God will. It cannot be approved. Because when it is offered through the eternal spirit, it is sanctified. The Bible says concerning Jesus that he had offered himself through the eternal spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And that everyone was sanctified you. because the spirit of God, what he will do is he will filter out every flesh. Amen and amen. amen. Because they that are in the flesh cannot please God. There is absolutely nothing in the flesh that can please God. So as we pray in the Spirit, that's why it's very important to pray. When you pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit filters out your flesh. Because fleshly prayers cannot be answered. Anything that is of the flesh, God just discards it away. And only those things that are of the Spirit that God values and would respond to. Hallelujah. So I offer myself unto God. I offer myself. So our faith is an offering unto God. And that is where you should think about yourself. You are an offering unto the Father. You are an offering unto the Father. You no longer own yourself. You don't belong to yourself. You know, a lot of people, they say, you know, I am my own boss. I do whatever I want. Nobody can tell me what to do. Listen, when you're a Christian, it's not so. Hallelujah. I'm sorry to break the news to you. It is not so. Somebody owns you. His name is Jesus. As a matter of truth, you were bought with a price, the price of the blood. You no longer own yourself. So it's not about you, your goals, your vision, your dreams. No, it's about God and what he wants to do in you. That is why Paul, when Paul prayed, he said, Lord, what would you have me do? And it is wisdom for the believer to be like Paul in this. That daily you pray, not giving God what you want God to do for you, but rather asking God, God, what would you have me do? which will bring you glory. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm talking about? Not you telling God, God, do this for me, do this for me. do. No, no, no. God, what would you have me do? When your prayer changes like that, you begin to see the manifestation of God's glory in your life. God will begin to show himself mighty and strong through you. Hallelujah. Because he sees that your heart is committed to him. He sees that your heart is devoted to Him. He sees that your heart is perfect towards Him. Hallelujah. When we talk about a heart that is perfect to God, it is a heart that is committed to God in all His ways. It does not seek its own way, but it seeks the ways of God. In a world where everybody has their own vision, everybody has their own goals, people are chasing so many things, you must allow God to have His way in your life. Hallelujah. Because you are an offering. Mm. That is how you should view yourself. As a man thinketh so easy, you must think of yourself that way. You are an offering unto God. And every day you should ask yourself, as an offering, am I pleasing unto the Father? Am I pleasing unto the Father? Or not? That's the question you should be asking yourself as a believer. Am I pleasing unto the Father or not? Hallelujah. Am I a sweet-smelling fragrance in the nostrils of God as an offering? Say me, I'm an offering unto the Father. (laughs) I'm an offering unto the Father. Only one person says it. Only one person believes it. I'm an offering unto the Father. (laughs) I'm an offering unto the Father. I'm an offering, I'm offering unto, unto, unto the, the Father. Father. Tell me again. I'm an offering unto the Father. I'm an, I'm an offering, offering, offering unto the Father. Unto the Father. The Father. Tell me I'm a living sacrifice unto the Father. I'm, I'm a living I'm sacrifice, sacrifice unto the Father. the Father. Tell me I do not own myself. I do not, I do not own, not own myself. myself. Tell me Christ. Owns me. Christ. owns me. me. Yes. Brother, you should be convinced of that. Hallelujah. Mm. And you must say that to yourself every day. Listen, we are tr- what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to teach you by the Spirit of God, the life of faith. All right? The spirit life. The Christian life. Uh, it's not as you have heard it. Jesus, when he came, he said, you have heard it said, but I say unto you, Jesus got a revelation of truth, hallelujah. You have heard it said, you have heard certain men of God even tell you this, but I say unto you. I'm telling you, the, day, the when you take your Bible and you start studying, you realize that you have believed certain foolish things for too long, hallelujah. Mm -hmm. examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith because sometimes you think you are standing in the faith but you are not sometimes you think you are standing in grace but you are not in the realm of the spirit you are not because you have believed a lie and because you have believed a lie you are walking in a way that seems right in your own eyes and until the truth of God's word comes to you in its pure form your eyes will never be open to see that that way you are working though, even though it appears good, even though it appears spiritual, is leading the it's way of death, leading to death. Hallelujah. Mm. But I pray today that there will be a paradigm shift in your in your in your heart. Hallelujah. That you begin to see differently as you are imbibing the truth of God's word. Listen, all the men who work with God, it wasn't about them. They all simply offered themselves unto God. Listen to what Paul said. He said, I'm poured out as a drink offering. You understand, Paul? These are men you want to share heaven with. Listen to their words. I am poured out as a drink offering. His life, Paul did not count his life. His life was a drink offering unto the Father. Poured out. That's why he said, that I may know him and be made conformable to him in death, if I may attain unto the resurrection. You see, this is the substance and goal of our faith. Any other thing is a lie. What did I say? Any other thing is a lie. When you wake up in the morning, let that ring in your heart and cause you to burst forth in prayer. Oh, God, that you'll be glorified in my life. Oh, God, that you'll be glorified. Let me tell you, even before you bring your petitions and those things, let me tell you, listen to this. Those needs of yours, God knows you have need of them. The birth of the air, eh? They do not so, but God sees them. The flowers of the field. You But God clothes them. Hallelujah. How much more do you Hallelujah. That, that would be your faith that you walk by. So if you have this faith, you will not even be praying about certain things. All your focus will be on His Father. May you be glorified in my life. In my spirit in my thoughts, in my mannerisms, in my ways, in my dealings. Father, may you be glorified. May I not be seen. May Christ be in me. Because as Paul said, it is no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. Are you understanding me? It is no longer who, who It is no longer you that lives. But Christ, but Christ but Christ, but Christ that liveth in you, let the Christ that is living in you manifest forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the Christ in you show forth. He said, I'm crucified. Hallelujah. With Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. When you come into Christ, your eyes are taken away. It's no longer about you. I'm sorry to bring the news to you. It's about Him and His glory being made manifest in you. In you. Hallelujah. It is just about you working the works of the Father while it is day, so that His glory will be made manifest in you. It is about you being an offering unto God, a living sacrifice, a body prepared for Him. Jesus said, I am a body prepared for God. That's what God says concerning Jesus. He says, A body has thou prepared for me. Jesus was the body in Christ. Oh, Mark, was the Spirit of the Lord in in him. And so everywhere Jesus went, He says, What I see my Father do, that is what I do. Hallelujah. And we also like Christ. The Bible says we have been recreated in Christ Jesus. Unto what good works, which God had before ordained for us to walk in. Why did God ordain it for us to walk in? Because these good works, when we walk in them, we bring in glory. Hallelujah. That is when you ask, Father, what would you have me do? What would you have me do? Then he will show you that you walk in them and you bring in glory. Hallelujah. Then it should be your desire. That you will work the works of the Father. There was a time Jesus and the disciples were walking around and they met a man that was, was blind from birth. Actually, the man was born without eyeballs. There were only eye sockets. No balls were in there. And the disciples immediately said, who sinned? And this man was born blind. Then Jesus said, neither this man, neither his father or mother sinned. Hallelujah. Then Jesus says, But for the glory of God to be seen in his life, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no man can work. You see, when we work the works of the Father, what is the work of the Father Jesus was going to do? That is healing. He was going to heal the man. Hallelujah. By working the works of the Father in his life, the man, that, that work of the Father was going to unveil the glory of God. And it's the same thing. Then I need to tell you this. God is not going to come down to heal the sick. God will not stretch forth his hand from heaven to heal the sick. You will heal the sick. Hallelujah. You will. Your hands, you have to stretch your hands to heal the sick. God is not going to preach the gospel from heaven. He has sent you and I to do so. God is not going to deliver the oppressed. You will do it. God is not going to cast out demons from heaven. You will do it. Hallelujah. And all the many other works Jesus talked about for us to do, you would do it. It is not God. And He's going to do it through you. That's the beautiful thing. Because it is God that worked in you, both to will and to do according to His good pleasure. Hallelujah. This is the joy of our faith. Let's enjoy daily. Seeking to bring God into your life. It's your tongue submitted to God. It's your tongue. There are a lot of believers their tongues are not your God. The reason one of the first things the Holy Ghost does in your life when it comes into you is that he enables you to speak in tongues because he wants to take over your tongue. Because your tongue is the rubber of your life. Your tongue determines the direction of your life. And how that many people dishonor God with their tongue, hallelujah. Is your tongue submitted to, your, to God. What are the kind of words that come out of your mouth? I'm not talking about just profane words. No. For you, you will never speak any profane words because you're a Christian. You will never say things that are, you know, explicitly profane. You will not say them. But are your words bringing glory to the Father? Are you speaking words of faith or you are speaking words of doubt and unbelief and fear and weakness? What are the character of the words? Are you speaking the word of God or you are speaking the words of men? Amen. Amen. A lot of people don't consider that. When the spies came back and brought an evil report, how did they bring the evil report? They spoke with their mouth. And God considered it as an evil report. That means the men were speaking evil things in the ears of God. How can evil things bring God glory? But the Bible says that Caleb and Joshua were of another spirit. May you be of another spirit in the name of Jesus. Yield your tongue to God. Let your tongue speak words of faith. When I say let your, your tongue speak words of faith, I mean let your tongue speak the word of God. Let your tongue speak God's word only let him not rehearse fear, let him not rehearse doubt, let him not rehearse unbelief, unbelief is such, the only thing that gets God angry is your unbelief, I'm telling you. Hmm. When Jesus walked the face of the earth, his only frustration was the unbelief of the people. He said, oh, faithless generation, how long shall I bear with you? Bring me the boy. Hallelujah. Jesus was frustrated. Hmm. If you look at the Old Testament, all the time that God was angry was because of the unbelief of the people. And I'm telling you, God has not changed. Christ has not changed. Your unbelief makes him angry. Hallelujah. So take away unbelief from your tongue. Amen and amen. Yield your tongue unto God. And let the words of your tongue be full of faith and full of grace to bring glory to God. Let your mind be yielded unto the Father. To think thoughts of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are true, if there be anything of good report, it says think on these things. Hallelujah. Don't feed your mind on error. Don't feed your mind on things that don't bring glory to God. Then in your ways, your actions. Hallelujah. In the things you do, in your walks, your daily life, Amen and amen. That should be your goal as a believer. Because you no longer own yourself. Amen and amen. You now belong to Jesus. And he will have his own way in you. But I want to show you something, brethren. As we bring our message to a close today. I want to show you something. Sometimes, what we deem will bring glory to God in our life is not quite what God as things will bring glory to him. And some of the things we think will not bring glory to God, those are the very things God uses to bring glory to his own name. For example, you remember when Jesus rose from the grave, John chapter number 21, verse 19. If you have your Bibles, turn with me there. John chapter number 21, verse 19. Actually, reading from verse 18. After Jesus has said to Peter, He said, Peter, Peter, do you love me? He went through a discourse again. He said, Seed my sheep and all that. Verse 18, he said to Peter, Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone will dress you and lead you where, where you do not want to go. Verse 19. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus was talking to Peter and he was giving him a revelation of how he will die. And the Bible says, Jesus said this to him to show him the kind of death by which he will bring glory to God. Do you know that even your death can bring glory to God? Hallelujah. But if you tell somebody this, that death will bring glory to God, they will never believe it. You will never believe it. <laughs> you mean me going through this thing is what actually God has planned to reveal His glory in, or God has planned to bring in glory? Yes. That is why you see, do as a believer. Let me tell you something. Your life is in the hands of God. Nothing happens in your life for happening sake. You are not an unbeliever that anything just happens to you. As long as you are a prayerful believer, staying in the Word of God. Remember this. Your life is sealed by the Holy Ghost. Nothing happens for happening, happening sake. If something is happening, you prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and pray it seems God has not said anything to you, and you keep praying and you have not seen anything yet. Sit down and think about it very well. Perhaps the hand of God is in it. Don't fight the will of God. Because God might be through it wanting to reveal His glory in your life. Hallelujah. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to you. But maybe God has ordained that particular thing to be something that will reveal His glory in your life. Hallelujah. But you see, we are conditioned in this generation You always seek comfort. That is the condition that we have, that is the kind of conditioning we have received, and sadly from the church. So we fight anything that destabilizes us more, anything that makes us uncomfortable, we fight it immediately. But if you are a wise believer, you will sit down and you will study this thing very well. You study the situation very well. And you go to God in prayer, seeking his mind concerning it. So that you know whether God has intended that through this thing. I'm going to show for my glory. Amen and amen. That is the plan of God. That is the plan of God. Hallelujah. Remember, brethren, your life does not belong to you anymore. Your life belongs to Christ. As a matter of truth, your life is lost in him. Christ is now your life. You belong to Jesus. And all that you should be concerned about is how can I bring you glory, Father? How can I bring you glory? How can I bring you glory? How can I, how can I set myself apart that you will be glorified in me? Hallelujah. How? How, oh, Father? That should be the thing that worries you at night. (laughs) When you're going to bed and you you can't sleep because a thought is keeping you awake, it should be this kind of thought. Oh, Father, what would you have me do that you would be glorified in my life? How would you have me do this? How would you have me raise my family that you would be glorified in us? How would you have me run this thing or do this thing that you would be glorified? That, is, that should be your thought pattern. Hallelujah. And always think in terms of this that I am a living sacrifice unto God. I am an offering unto the Father. And I must be a sweet-smelling fragrance unto him. Amen and amen. If not, brethren, let's forget it. We are wasting our time. I'm telling you the truth. God is not going to show himself mighty in our lives if we, have, if we don't have this kind of mindset. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord move to and fro, 2 Chronicles, upon the earth, seeking whom he might show himself mighty in. That is, he whose heart is perfect towards him. Those who are fully committed to him, and you see, the heart that is committed to God does not seek anything for his own. He seeks the glory of God in his own life. Hallelujah. He seeks the full expression of the Christ through him. Amen. Even in your relationships with people, ask yourself, the way I'm relating with this person, does it honor God? Like, does it allow for Christ to be manifest, to be shown forth? And I tell people all the time, you know, even when you're relating to unbelievers, relate to them in such a way that you can share the gospel with them because that is what brings bring God glory. Hallelujah. Don't relate to somebody, an unbeliever, in a way that it becomes difficult for you to share the gospel with a person. Hallelujah. Even not, you've lost him. Amen and amen. But God wants to show himself mighty through you. He wants to do that. He wants to do that. He wants to do that. Hallelujah. But you need this mindset. Lord, glorify yourself in my life. Lord, glorify yourself. My prayer is that faith generation, God will glorify himself through us. God will glorify himself through us. That Christ will be seen. That none of us will be seen. It will not be about us. It will not be about Pastor Sam. It will not be about anybody. It will just be about Christ. The people will see the Christ in us. Hallelujah. He will be made so manifest that when people come, they will not feel our love. They will feel the love of Christ. Hallelujah. Even with our human imperfections, we will set it aside and allow the Father to manifest the Christ through us. Hallelujah. Because that is what the world needs. He's the only Savior of the world. That's the only thing that will save this world. We we'll save our friends. We we'll save our families. That's the only thing, and that's the intention of God. Hallelujah. May God Today, let there be a paradigm shift in your prayer. Always, when you pray, say, "Father, what would You have me do?" You'll be amazed. Some of the things God will start telling you, and you must be ready. If not, sometimes we read the Bible and then we read about Jonah, who God sent and he ran away. And we, we, we laugh at Jonah. But some of us, we are Jonas already. We are even doing worse than Jonah. Because God will tell you to do this. You've even, you are pretending as if it wasn't even God who said it to you. <laughs> but anyway, you know in your heart it is God who was talking to you. Because you don't want to do it. Hallelujah. You know why you don't want to do it? Because sometimes some of the things, eh, it puts your reputation at stake. Some of the things God wants you to do. You feel as if you lose your reputation among men. But in your losing of your reputation, God is glorified. If you're a Christian, never think about your reputation. It means nothing to God. As a matter of fact, if you hold on to your reputation, God will crush it. Hallelujah. You'll crush it. But remember the day God crashed my reputation. He crashed it totally. He says, I don't want you to depend on your reputation. Because it's no longer about you, it's about me. I must glorify myself in your life. <laughs> amen and amen. amen. Okay. Some of these things, they are hard though. Abigail, they are hard. Gabby, it's hard, eh? Felicia, it's not easy. No, 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 no. Some of these things, they will not tell you. You know, it's a, sometimes you go to church for a long time and all it will be is about you. Every message is about you. How that yes, you are achieving, you are, you are this, you are that. You are, it, it's all about you. I'm sorry, it's not about you. It's about the Christ. It was so much about the Christ with the early believers to the point that in Antioch when they saw them, they said, these men are just like Christ. So they called them Christians for the first time. That is how they did not give themselves the name Christians in Antioch. They saw the people, and these people, they are behaving just like Jesus. They were so revealing Christ. Christ was being glorified in their life. That was Christ was being shown forth in them. So much so, they called them Christian was like a nickname. You know some, how sometimes you are in school and somebody will give you a nickname, not like you like it, but the person will just give you a nickname. Hallelujah. That's, that was how it was. I'm sorry to break the news to you. It's not about you. It's not about you. Ru, it's not about you. Levine, it's not about you. I'm sorry. It's about Christ. It's not about you. It's not about me. As if you should do things my way. You alone God. And I surrender It's all about you Jesus And all this is for you Jesus It's not about me as if you should do things my way. You will know And I surrender. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? The song you're singing, do you understand it? <laughs> that, but in, this is the life we are called to. And we love it. Hallelujah. This is the life we are called to. This is the Christian life. Maybe you have not been taught it this way. But I'm telling you, this is the Christian life. And you must love it. You must come to the place where your heart loves this life. A life of total surrender unto the Christ. Well, this is the song you sing. It's not about me, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you. Hallelujah. Tell me, it's not about me. It's not about me. So, you so see, some of us are not comfortable with the message. As I say to me, it's not about me. It's not, it's not about, about me. Don't worry, <laughs> I'll make sure you say it. <laughs> because. The more you say, the more you you thinking your life. Do you know that? Let me tell you something. Your your tongue is truly the rudder. Is truly the rudder of your life. It controls your life. It moves your life in that. Direction. By the time you are saying it's not about me, your life will start moving in that direction. That is why sometimes when you're and and those of you who are who are married, you can attest, you can testify when when your husband or your wife does something and you are so angry. Sometimes it's very difficult to say you love the person because by the time you say you love the, I love you, it softens your heart and you can no longer keep the anger, right? But you want to hold on to the anger, so even when the person says, I love you, you say, oh, you're mad, mate, or yeah, I've hurt you. <laughs> right? Do I have some good messages in the house? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You, you just say, oh, yes, yes, I've heard you, I've heard you. You are so angry, you know, you don't want, your heart wants to say it, but you don't want to say it, because the moment you say it, it's like you've just surrendered to it. And you, you, you've given up the anger. That is the reason why you must confess God's word, because the more you confess it, so he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. It did not say out of your heart. It says out of your mouth, because after the thing is in your heart. He knows is in your heart, but it must not depart from your mouth. But you shall be careful to meditate therein. That means meditation is in the mouth, it's not in the mind. Mm. Meditation is where well in the mouth. Because meditation is almost like to ruminate the way cows will bring, forth, bring back the grass they chew and ruminate it in their mouth. So you keep talking the word of God. It's not about me. I'm an offering unto the Father. You wake up and you are just talking to yourself like that. You are walking, I'm an offering unto the Father. My life ought to bring him glory. Father, I surrender it all to you. You are talking to yourself. I'm a living sacrifice unto the Lord. I don't own myself. I've been bought with a price. I've been bought with a price. My mind belongs to God. My heart belongs to God. My, my everything belongs to God. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives. As you do that, your life will flow in that direction. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why you keep speaking. This should be your confession as a believer. Amen. This should be your confession. This should be your confession. Amen and amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, these, after these kinds of messages, I'll keep preaching them. Because that's what we need. Amen. This is the Christian. This is, let me tell you, this is the Christian life. So let's say it again, it's not about me. Say it with joy, it's not about me. Are you not glad it's not about you? not about me. It's not about me. Mary, are you not glad it is not about you? I'm so very glad it's not yeah. about me. Exactly, like, are you not glad it's not about you? Oh, so glad. Yeah, it's... because you see, in the world it's about them. It's about them. Everything is just about them. Oh, my God. But as for us believers, we rejoice in the fact that it's not about us, but it's about Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell me, my life is about Christ. My life is about Christ. I'm an offering unto the Father. I'm an offering unto the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. And then if you're an offering, that means God will kill you on the altar. Every offering must die. Good luck it's not an offering. <laughs> so get you ready. God is about to kill you. What is he killing? He's going to kill your flesh. You will kill it. You kill it. You will, will kill it. God will murder your flesh. And it's not an easy thing. That's what he means. by like, Take up your cross. And when you take up your cross, where are you going? Go, Gota. What happens at Go, Gota? It's called crucifixion. Jesus will take up your cross and do what? Follow me When Jesus took his cross, where did he go? To Gogota. When you take your cross, where are you going? To Gogota Mount Calvary What are you going to do on Mount Calvary? You are not going to have entertainment on Mount Calvary Mount Calvary, only one thing happens there. You are crucified. You die Jesus died (laughs) Makunimi nangasai And you will be buried, your flesh will be buried, so that the new you can rise from the grave, hallelujah, to the glory of the Father. Amen. 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 The earlier you die, the better for you. But some Christians are trying to hold on to their life. Why are you holding on to your life when God is trying to kill you? So sometimes the things that God puts you through, all He's trying to do is He's trying to kill you. Somebody say, God, kill me fast, kill me fast. God, kill me fast, kill me fast. Uh-huh. <laughs> only wants it. want it. Abigail still wants to watch more. Abigail, say, God, kill me fast, kill me fast. God, oh, kill, me fast. kill me fast, kill me fast. You see, Abigail is still not saying it because she said, Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Abigail say, God, kill me fast. Kill me, yeah, kill me fast. kill me fast. Kill me fast. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Yes. You must die to yourself daily. I'm telling you, that is, that is the Christian life. If, any, if I preach any other thing to you, I've told you lies. I'm telling you. If I preach any other thing to you, I've told you lies. This is it. It's not a joke. You know, in, in our bid to make Christianity more appealing, because a lot of people have objections to the faith, we, we've worked everything down. And we've made success the pinnacle of the faith, worldly success, the pinnacle and the draw of the faith. So people come in chasing that success. So from the pulpit, 52 weeks in a year, that is the only message they preach. You don't hear messages about dying to the flesh. You don't hear messages about those things, yielding yourself to the Holy Ghost. When when the Holy Ghost came upon Jesus, what did he do? He drove him into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. He drove him to the wilderness. You have been crying, oh Holy Spirit, come upon me, oh Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes, are you ready? He will drive you into the wilderness. What is the wilderness? Over there, there is nothing. (laughs) <laughs> oh Jesus, Mark sick is I pray may God open your eyes yeah. well. So that you see you it. see it. The Christian faith is, is not about you know what some have made it to be about. Just having you know, just having church and you know <laughs> like we're having a good time in church and you know, you have a praise break. <laughs> and then you dance and you are moving your shoes like that no, that's not what the Christian life is about that's not what it is about hallelujah this is it this is it let it bring in your heart it's not about you we're going to sing this song again it's not about me Jesus It's all about you, Jesus, and all this is for you, Jesus, you alone are God, and I surrender. Hallelujah. Your only response would be to surrender. That's all. That's all. That's all you do. To surrender to him. Amen and amen. Would you God praise this morning? But do you want to lift up your voice and pray. Based on the word you heard, you're going to talk to the Father and say, Father, have your own way in my life. Father, let me that you, move and Father, glorify yourself in, me, in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and glory.